Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 257 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the best Bible cross-reference system. Let's dive in. Over the last several episodes, we've been talking about helpful hints and tips to get more out of your Bible study. And in this particular episode, I want to talk about cross-references. Now, if you look at your Bible, there's a good chance that it has a, either a middle column or a place at the bottom where it has some cross-references. And cross-references have been incredibly helpful because as you're looking at a passage, you can look up where a similar theme or concept or word might be used in another part of Scripture. Now, there are a variety of tools that help you get good cross-references. For example, there is a collection of cross-references called the Treasury of Scriptural Knowledge. And basically, it just walks through all of Scripture, and whatever passage you're looking at gives you a variety of cross-references for the passage you're in. There's also the Thompson Chain Reference Bible and a variety of others. But I want to talk about the best Bible cross-reference system. And here's what I found. Out of all my years of studying and looking at resources, I think that the best Bible cross-reference system is the one that you create. While resources like the Treasury of Scriptural Knowledge is helpful, I've actually found that as you engage with Scripture, God gives incredible insight and links, if I can use that term, between other parts of Scripture. Now, obviously, as you're in the New Testament, there are a lot of prophetic or declarations that reference back to the Old Testament. So if I look at the New American Standard, for example, I'll notice that as I'm reading through the New Testament, that there is a whole bunch of passages that are in all caps. And one of the things that the New American Standard Bible does is that anytime it is quoting the Old Testament, it puts it in all caps. So if I turn to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, I realize that this is actually a declaration from the Old Testament. And it's actually a quotation from Psalm 45 and Isaiah 61. So in the New American Standard, then, it's in all caps. And typically, most Bibles will have a little footnote or a little reference mark, and it'll notate where that quotation is from. 
But when it comes to less obvious passages, for example, just concepts or ideas or phrases or words, well, where are you going to find good cross-references? And so what I would recommend you doing is, yes, you might as well take advantage of things like the Thompson Chain Reference Bible or the Treasury of Scriptural Knowledge, but what if you would begin to build your own cross-reference system? In other words, when I listen to a sermon or I you know, listen to a message or a podcast and I'm hearing the communicator tie ideas together, then one of the things that I love to do is I love to grab my Bible, open it up, and write the reference to both places in Scripture. For example, if you open my Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 5, it's what we call the Shema. It's the love of the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Well, in that passage, I have written a variety of Scripture passages that remind me, oh, here's where that same idea or concept shows up for loving the Lord your God with everything. Now, there's obvious ones. For example, in Matthew chapter 22 or Mark chapter 12 or Luke chapter 10, those are the passages in the New Testament where someone comes up to Jesus and says, what is the greatest commandment in all the law? And Jesus says, well, you know the law and it's the Shema. It's the love of the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and might. So those are the obvious ones. But there are less obvious ones. For example, several places in the book of Deuteronomy, that same phrase shows up, that you are to love the Lord your God with everything. Well, there's also Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13, or Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. And so in my Bible, next to the Shema of Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5, I've written all those scripture passages. Now, let me just give you a hint for a helpful cross-reference system. And this is definitely a trial and error thing that I've discovered. But one of the things I used to do is in both passages, for example, in this case, Deuteronomy 6 and say Matthew 22, I would always put the opposite reference. And I think that's still really helpful. In other words, if I'm in Deuteronomy chapter 6, I will see my reference mark for Matthew 22. Or if I'm in Matthew chapter 22 verses 36 or 40, which is that same section, then I see a kind of an arrow pointing back to Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. But what I'm going to discover is there are certain concepts that just show up all over the place. And as such, rather than writing, you know, 30 passages on every single one of those scripture references, then what I've decided to do is have one key passage. So for example, with the love the Lord your God with everything concept, For me, that is so tied in to Deuteronomy chapter 6, because that's the first time it really shows up in Scripture. So on any of the other passages, rather than list, you know, 30 Scriptures that all kind of tie in together, I just make a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And in that one location, I put all of the passages that are referenced. And the reason that's helpful, I found is that if I'm in Matthew or Mark or Luke, or in this case, Ecclesiastes or Galatians, when I see that there's a Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5 notation, I know that there's a lot of other passages that will kind of lead me into other parts of scripture if I would just go back to that one reference. This could also be very helpful at the end of your Bible, if there's some extra blank pages, to have a key theme and list 
you know, all of these passages in one place. So that would be another suggestion. So just as a concept, whenever you find a word or a phrase or an idea tied in with other parts of scripture, well, make a note of it. And sometimes it's even helpful to have like a side concept with it. In other words, with the love the Lord your God with everything, I've also made a note near that that says it is impossible to love God with all of our heart without obedience to his word. Because what I'm going to realize is as I was walking through the New Testament over and over again, Jesus says things like, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So with the Deuteronomy 6 Shema passage, I've also included my little notation of like, well, I've got to obey the word if I'm going to truly love God. And so I've included a variety of passages like 1 John 5, 3, or 2 John 6, or John 14, verses 15, 21, and 23. And the reason I wanted all those in one place is that the next time I'm studying any of these passages, it reminds me, go back to Deuteronomy 6 and look at what you've already uncovered. And so as I go back to Deuteronomy 6, I see all of these passages that I can now look up and kind of trace their threads through, as well as even these side concepts. For example, I must obey the word. Perhaps as a different illustration, if you look at Psalm chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about that we are not to walk in the way of the wicked, but rather we are to be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. Well, next to Psalm 1, verse 3, in my Bible, I've written Jeremiah 17, verse 8, or Revelation 22, 2, Ezekiel 47, 12, and Isaiah 61, 3, which all talk about this idea of a tree being planted by rivers of water. But I've also included this idea of the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5. Because when it talks about that, if I am planted by a, like a tree near the waters and the fruit of the tree is springing forth in its season, well, what does that mean practically? Well, the fruit of my life, according to scripture, is the fruit of the Spirit. Well, I've also included next to, the, to that idea is Numbers 13 verse 23, which is kind of an odd passage to include, but it's referencing the idea that when the spies went in to spy out the land of promise, they cut down the whole cluster of grapes and they had it tied onto a pole and two grown men carried out one cluster of grapes. I mean, could you imagine how big this cluster must have been? And for me, that is symbolic of the size of the fruit that should be coming out of my life if I'm walking in the fullness of Jesus Christ. In other words, the land of promise of the Old Testament is a great picture of the Christian life in the new. In other words, when Jesus says, I'm going to send you forth the promise of the Father, it actually is a, speaking of the Holy Spirit, it is a great picture of the land of promise. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land bearing massive fruit. So if my life is like a tree planted by rivers of water and is supposed to bring forth fruit, speaking of this life of Christ and the, the fruit of the Spirit, well, then the size of that fruit really matters to me because it's not just some little winky dinky kind of fruit. Rather, our lives should be producing massive fruit. Well, and next to Psalm 1, 3, Psalm 1 verse 3, I've also included Ephesians 3.17, which talk about this idea of being rooted in Christ. 
So whilst, while Psalm chapter one, verse three is talking about a tree being planted by rivers of water in the reality of the new Testament, that means I must be planted and rooted in Christ that my life should be bearing forth the fruit of the spirit, which is supposed to be massive. So that's just one way that I have used cross references that I've tied these themes and ideas together so that when I'm looking at a concept, I go, oh yeah, that reminds me of this. Oh yeah, that's also, it's it's this idea from the Old Testament tied into this idea in the New Testament. If I can encourage you, and this is going to sound a little perhaps scandalous <laughs> to some of you, but I would encourage you to write in your Bibles. And I understand you may have like a family Bible or a special Bible that you don't want to write in, but go and spend $20 and, and get a cheap Bible that you can write in. There's some great imitation leather Bibles out there that you can use as a means of beginning to collect your cross references. And so as you're listening to sermons or podcasts, or as you're reading and studying scripture, as God begins to give insight and ties things together for you, begin to make links all throughout the Bible. So the next time you come to those passages, it reminds you of what you've already studied and it gives you additional ahas or remind brings those studies, those thoughts back to your mind so that you can keep pondering and going even deeper. Now you could say, well, Nathan, isn't the cross references in my Bible? Isn't that sufficient? And I'd say, well, yeah, that's a great place to start, but I don't know about you, but I've looked at some of the cross references listed in the middle column of my Bible. And there's been a lot of times I've gone, what on earth is it trying to tell me? Because a lot of times when they're putting the cross references together, it's just a, you know, a, a formula or a system or some sort of an automation where they're looking for similar keywords or phrases. And sometimes they just don't make sense. And while there's an occasional aha that comes from the cross references in your, in your Bible, the best cross references I've ever found are the ones that I make or the ones that I hear a, a pastor preach on. And therefore I just include them in my Bible. Could you imagine how profound it would be to begin to collect cross references from now until the rest of your life and have this treasure trove of just links and ideas all found throughout scripture that lead you to other places? What a great legacy to leave your children or your grandchildren or just the next generation. So if I can encourage you just as a benefit for your own personal Bible study, That'll help you engage with scripture and think through, well, where is this idea or concept tied in with the rest of scripture? Well, I would highly encourage you to begin to create your own Bible cross-reference system. One other just suggestion and tip, don't feel like you have to just sit down and spend hours starting to formulate a system. Rather, just start collecting that as you read or as you listen to messages, as you hear something and it's tied into other passages, just start writing them down. Over the course of the last 10 years or so, I have hundreds of great cross references, but it's not because I've spent hours and hours and hours just trying to work through a reference system. Rather, I'm just collecting bit by bit as the days go by. Well, I hope that's just a helpful hint for you as you continue to dive in and study the word of God. And thanks as always for listening to the Deeper Christian Podcast for show notes of this episode, including other helpful hints and ideas of how to study the Word of God, 
please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 257 for episode 257. And until next time, know I am cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.